Tiger fans, you've probably seen Fort Hay State University license plates on vehicles around town. These official State of Kansas Tiger tags not only show your Tiger pride, but they also support student scholarships. Getting your own Tiger tag is quick, easy, and every tag generates money for student scholarships. Visit fhsualumni.com slash drive or contact the alumni office to learn more. Again, that's fhsualumni.com slash drive. Go Tigers! Time for Tiger Talk on the Tiger Sports Network. Tiger Talk, live from Tiger Club, inside the Robin Center on the Fort Hayes State Campus. is brought to you by these premier Tiger sponsors. Golden Belt Bank of Hayes and Ellis, banking one story at a time. The Hayes Med Orthopedic Institute, expertise, technology, compassion, all right here. Adams Brown, strategic allies and CPAs, going above and beyond for you. BTI, your John Deere dealer, with locations in Buckland, Great Bend, Greensburg, Hoxie, Mass City, and Pratt. BTI, our family in partnership with your family. The Taco Shop, dine-in, carry-out, or delivery. Since 1970, you've never had it so good. And Eagle, our community connected. Tiger Talk with the voice of the Tigers, Gerard Welbrock. Hey, good afternoon and welcome in to Tiger Talk. Good to have you with us here as we talk some Fort A State basketball and wrestling as uh, Fort A State gears up for a big road trip on the hardwood. And, and uh, we'll tell you now, if you tune in for, I, you, of course, you listen to the whole show, but if you're tuning in for a particular coach, we're mixing up the order a little bit today. We'll talk women's basketball first here in just a little bit with Talia Carr so you can get to practice, and then the Tigers can hit the road. Then we'll talk some wrestling with Eric Wentz and then wrap it up with men's basketball coach Mark Johnson. Again, we're live inside the Robin Center on the Fort A State campus, part of Tiger Club. Again, you can join Tiger Club. Your uh, your uh, membership goes to athletic scholarships for student athletes at Fort A State University. They can join us on Wednesdays for lunch and take in the program. Get more information by contacting the Fort A State Athletic Department. We'd love to hear from you. If you have a question for the coaches, all you have to do is go to the FHSU Athletics website, click on the fan zone. You'll get that drop-down menu. You'll see Ask the Coach, submit your question. And if we use you, you'll have a chance to win a T-shirt from Fort Hayes State Athletics. We had uh, a question already sent in that we'll get to a little bit later on here in the program. Fort Hayes State basketball, they'll be on the road this week, tomorrow in St. Joe, taking on Missouri Western. That'll be a 5.30 tip for the women, 7.30 for the men. Our coverage at 5.05 on Tiger Radio Mix 103.3. And then Saturday afternoon in Maryville to take on Northwest Missouri State. That's 1.30 and 3.30 on Saturday. And again, both on Tiger Radio Mix 103.3. All right, let's just get right into it. We bring in head coach Talia Cars, the Tiger women, get a couple of hard-fought wins over rivals uh, Emporia State and Washburn kind of ended a two-week run of rivalry week. Uh, you had Pitt State, and you had Kearney, then you had Washburn, you had Emporia, and uh, you do well. You win all four, and um, nice wins kind of came differently on Thursday against Washburn and then Saturday against Emporia State. You knew they'd be tough games. They certainly lived up to that, but to give your gals credit, they were there for the challenge and found a way to win both of them. Yeah, no, I think against Washburn we did a great job of just executing and getting really good shots. And then obviously we defended them pretty well, but I thought 
offensively we were better on Thursday than we'd been in a while and um, just did a really good job of realizing what we needed to get done and making a really good pass and getting a really good shot. And then Emporia, they did a good job of mixing it up defensively and throwing some zone, throwing some man, which we kind of were expecting. And um, I thought we did a good job of just continuing to battle and continuing to um, battle, match their physicality. And they were really physical, especially inside. And I thought we did a great job of, of matching that. Got off to a great start against Washburn. You think you led 20 to two with about two minutes to go in the first quarter. And then, Got bit by that second quarter bug again, and they come all the way back to, to tie it eventually at 28. But you scored to go up two at halftime. That seemed to be important just to kind of calm everybody down. And then that third quarter was remarkable. You go on a – think it ended up being a 24-2 to run when it was all said and done with those final two points of the, the second quarter and just really dominated from that third quarter on. Yeah, I think we did so well executing that first quarter that we almost let down a little bit going into the second, and then we didn't get the, the shots that we wanted in the second quarter. And – then decided not to guard a little bit too, and they came back and made a run at us. But we really came out in the in the third quarter and um, continued to to execute and figure out where to get shots and and just took it took it home that quarter. Yeah, and it was good to see. And it didn't happen Saturday, and we'll get into that. But for whatever reason, that second quarter's been been bad this year. It's, I know we've talked about it before. It's just it's just kind of strange how that how that seems to happen in that second quarter for whatever reason. Shots don't drop or lose a little bit of intensity. And I'm sure if you could figure out why that's happening, you'd do things to try to <laughs> prevent it. But it's just been kind of uncanny this season. Yeah, no, it's part of it's subbing. And so I tried to adjust that quite a bit on Saturday. And I think hopefully we got that figured <laughs> out, but we'll see. And, and part of it, you just, you, you don't know. You can't, some people get into foul trouble and you just got to battle and you got to fight through it. And um, somebody else has got to step up if that happens and um that started to happen a little bit in the second quarter and so we just got to continue to battle through that we got a big game from katie wagner really both games double doubles in both affairs she hasn't maybe been shooting the ball as well from the floor uh but boy all those other things and she still gets her shots and she still makes her fair share but the rebounding the 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 defense the steals and and even the assists it's been really fun to watch yeah no katie katie brings it every day and she's uh gonna guard as best she can on both ends on that end of the floor and then she's going to go on the other end and she's going to cut really hard and she's going to work really hard for the ball and if she doesn't get a shot then she's going to figure out how to get somebody else a shot and it's somebody that everybody's got to figure out how to guard Katie Wagner and I think that's what they're trying to do on the defensive end is figure out how to guard Katie and then somebody else steps up and we have a a different leading scorer about every game. You mentioned uh, then on Saturday playing Emporia State new head coach um, uh, and Coach Osterman, who's been around a, you know, a lot of places, Colby Junior Community College as the head men's coach and coaching junior college in Missouri and then a longtime assistant at TCU and K-State. Um, but I thought his team played well. They've got a really good team. They've kind of been <clears throat> like a lot of teams, that up-and-down roller coaster. But they came out ready to play, and, and you had to like how your team responded after falling behind early. Never sensed a lot of panic, and they just kept going – getting after it and just kept grinding and, and found a way to, you know, grind one out, probably the best way to say it. Yeah, no, in the first quarter they had a couple kids that made outside shots yeah. that don't usually make outside shots, and so that's something that you're just like, well, that's part of it, and you got to figure out how to battle back from that and continue to guard how we were guarding, and eventually they stopped making those outside shots, and we started making them make harder shots, and then um, we figured out how, the, how to attack their zone, and then they went man in that second half, and, and we continued just to figure out how to score on them, but with Coach O, you just never know. He's been around so long, <laughs> yeah. you 
you never know what he's going to throw at you. So you just kind of have to be prepared for whatever it is that he decides to do that day. And um, I thought the girls did a good job of recognizing that. And it was good to see the second quarter go your way. You went on a 22-6 to run going back to the last basket of that first quarter. And I think you even said when we talked to you after the game, well, we got rid of that second quarter jinx for whatever reason, but uh, played well in the second quarter. That was really pivotal because it got you back in the ball game. Yeah, and, and they played a little bit different zone that they'd been playing. And so I think it took us a quarter to figure out what what that was going to look like and how we needed to get the ball moved into different spots and zones just an interesting thing where once you figure it out it's you can kind of get a lot of easy baskets and we kind of got that figured out in the second quarter can't talk about this game without talking about megan ernie six of 11 from three 20 points five rebounds in the game i think that's something of her game that kind of goes unnoticed she's a pretty good rebounder but obviously it's two saturdays in a row if you don't have her shooting the ball the way she did, you probably don't win because you had it up in Kearney and then you had it on Saturday. She hit some key ones that kind of answer what they were doing. Yeah, no, I mean, Megan's a great shooter. Sometimes she just forgets that she's good at it. And <laughs> I think that's a lot of times when a shooter goes through a slump, they forget that they, they can make some shots and that they're good shooters. And um, she's in the gym and she's trying to figure out what's wrong. And we're like, Megan, nothing's wrong. You just got to believe that you can do it. And once you see the ball go in the net, she's, I mean, she make, can make and make and make. I thought she did a good job, too, of could have maybe forced a few more and, and, and didn't and got her teammates involved and then just – and she had the hot hand, but it wasn't just chucking threes. They were all good looks within the flow of the offense. Yeah, and that's the other thing about Megan is that she's a really good passer, and so she's really strong with the ball. And so they recognized kind of what we were doing on our offense against the zone, and then she wasn't going to throw it away. They took that away, and she – she did something different, and um, she just does a really good job of knowing where the ball needs to go. Well, that was a big win, obviously. And anytime you beat an in-state rival, I'm sure uh, you know you, you run into all of them when it comes to recruiting, especially the state of Kansas. Um, when when you win like that, and, and four day states obviously had uh, their fair share of success against the in-state schools. Does that make a big difference on the recruiting trail? Is that I mean, I'm sure that's something you sell heavily when you're trying to convince these kids to come to four day state. Yeah, for sure. I think early on when we first got here, it was it was a grind to try to, to out-recruit those schools, and um, they were having a lot of success, especially at the national level, and um, Tony figured out how to get them here, and then slowly we've continued to start to beat them consistently, and so Fort Hayes kind of moves up to the top of that list instead of being maybe third or fourth on the list, and we've seen that be a consistent thing in the last couple couple years. Well, two nice wins. Always nice to beat the Ichabods and the Hornets, and now it sets up a Another big weekend on the road at Missouri Western tomorrow. Battle of second-place teams in the MIAA and then at Northwest Missouri State on Saturday. We'll preview both of those games. But first, we'll remind you that Tiger Talk brought to you today by the Hayes Med Orthopedic Institute. It's the most comprehensive orthopedic care in western Kansas. You can learn more at hayesmed.com backslash orthopedics. More women's basketball with Coach Talia Cars when we return here on the Tiger Sports Network built by PwC. New Year's savings store wide at your local Napa Auto Parts store, Gibbs Auto Supply in Hayes. Mobile One Advanced Full Synthetic Motor Oil, 5 quart size, $34.99. 1 quart for $7.29. WD 40 Multi Use Aerosol Spray Can, $3.99. Tub of Towels, Heavy Duty Wipes, $12.49. Babylon Premium Blue SAE Motor Oil, 1 gallon size, $17.49. Take advantage of these savings and many more at Gibbs Auto Supply in Hayes. These are challenging times in healthcare, but you bring out the best in us. Hi, I'm Eddie Herman, President and CEO of HazeMed. As a leader in quality outcomes and patient satisfaction, we're working together with our community hospital partners to strengthen health 
in Western Kansas. Because we know you deserve great care everywhere. We are all healthcare. And at HazeMed, we are proud to specialize in you. Learn more at HazeMed.com. The passions you pursue help shape who you are and make your story brighter. At Golden Belt Bank, we support you because when you live your passions every day, your finest work unfolds. Make today the beginning of another great chapter. This is banking one story at a time. Golden Belt Bank, one story at a time. Visit goldenbeltbank.com. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. A new year means a new month and new specials at the taco shop. The Sancho, beef enchilada, cheese enchilada, and beef and bean burrito are each $309. Is the taco shop 333 West 8th Street? Download the app in order or call in. The taco shop welcomes you to 2024. Come on down to the taco shop. In low to Salik, back door to Wagner. This time she kicks it over to Ruddle. A three-pointer, good! Emma Ruddle knocks in the right wing three for Fort A. State. It's her first points of the game, and the Tigers are up two, 29 to 27. That's some more of the action from Saturday as the Tigers knock off the Emporia State Hornets. Now gearing up for a big road trip as they head to St. Joe later today. They'll play Missouri Western tomorrow night and then Northwest Missouri State in Maryville on Saturday. Uh, we again invite you to send us your questions. Go to the FHSU Athletics website uh, and click on fans. You'll see the drop down and all the instructions there. We did have one in-house. Did want to ask you, um, there was a technical foul called, and maybe you do or don't know the answer, but they, they called a technical foul, and then it was waved off, and we never – the officials used to be really good about explaining stuff. They've kind of quit doing that. Do you have any insight as to why the technical foul was waved off on Emporia State in that, uh, I think, second half Saturday? I think the one ref was trying to have the other refs back, <clears throat> but he thought he she cussed at him. <laughs> and so – and I don't know how he thought he heard that because he was clear on the other side of the floor, but he is he thought or assumed that she cussed at him. Then after they discussed it, they realized they, she didn't cuss at him, and so they took it back. I guess. Interesting. I mean, I guess kudos if if it, it didn't happen what you thought, but just I don't think I've ever seen a technical rescinded yeah. in a game before. So there, yeah, get a little little insight on that. The only thing, other thing I could thought of was if the coaches, the assistants were up, but maybe timeout had been called. It was already a dead ball, so it wouldn't have warranted one. We did have an in-house question. Um, how do you prepare your team? Uh, for the other team's change in either offense or defense from what you scout. I guess more in-game adjustments. You, obviously, you thought Emporia or whoever's going to do one thing. They come out totally different. How do you prepare for that, and how do you go about uh, getting whatever implemented changes you need in? Yeah, um, the nice part about our league is that everybody kind of does a lot of different things. And so for the most part, we've probably prepared at some point through our season for about everything. And so for this week, for example, so last week we were preparing because we knew Emporia would probably play zone. Western this week hasn't played a lot of zone lately, has in the past been known to play us zone. And so it's nice because I don't have to work on zone a ton this week because we worked on it a lot last week. But knowing we've kind of been doing it recently, and so I'm not as stressed about 
okay, I got to figure out all these different things because we've been doing it. And so I think really we've kind of prepared for a lot of different things. Um, Northeastern ran, I don't, a lot of people, it's called a triangle too. So they're a zone with three people and they're a man with two people. And so we've seen a lot of different things. And so we've got a lot of different things up our sleeve. And so if something gets thrown out of us, we might need to call a timeout and say, okay, they're doing this. What do we need to do here? And and go about it that way. I know you're limited on time sometimes, but uh, and you get into the grind of the season, you're preparing for Western and what you think they're going to do, and same thing for Northwest for this week. Do you take time just to work on just random things throughout the season, knowing you might see them? Yeah, um, I think once maybe we failed at something, then I really try to focus in on it, like – okay, we, that didn't, that really didn't work. And so we'll take the time to, to work on it the next week or um, whatever that looks like. And just trying to kind of be prepared for whatever. And, and hopefully what our goal is and what our plan is works. It remind you, the Kansas Department of Transportation and the Drive to Zero Coalition invite you to join Tiger fans with a plan. If you're going to be drinking, always designate a sober driver. All right, Missouri Western tomorrow night, battle of second-place teams in the MIAA. They're obviously playing really good basketball. They beat you here. It's kind of been a series, I think, the last uh, four or six on-campus games. The road team has won. You played well, got a win there last season. Obviously, there's a lot riding on the line, even though you have a whole month of regular season basketball to play. But uh, this is a this is a big game tomorrow night. Yeah, it really is. No, talking about last week, I feel like I'm a bad student, and I took the test last week, and I've completely forgotten about Washburn Emporia. And now I'm <laughs> yeah. thinking about Missouri Western, but That's um, okay. they're a they're a talented team. They they can score at a lot of different places, and a lot of different people show up, kind of like we do. And so you got to be prepared. And our kids really have to know about each player and how they should be guarding each player, and that's, I mean, that's crucial. And we, in the last game that we played them, we did a really good job of guarding them. And there was about five possessions in the second half. We did a really bad job at guarding that tendency. And then that's, that was the difference. And they're so talented, can score in so many ways. And, and let's face it, this has become a bit of a rivalry here the last few years with the run they had to go to the Elite Eight a couple of years ago. And I venture to say there's not a lot of love lost between the two programs, which makes it kind of fun and interesting. But obviously this, this is important for, for both teams. Do you have to, I don't know, worry about your team getting too hyped up and too emotional in a game like this when there's so much on the line and, and just the past history just to try to, hey, calm down, let's just go play basketball. Yeah, it's it's funny because, like, five years ago it was Emporia that we yeah. were just kind of going after. And so these the kids on this team, it's Western. Western is a team that they want to be, that they're, they're fired up for. Um, and so I don't think I worry so much about them getting too hyped up, especially going on the road. I think that's different too. Going at, playing at home is a little bit different. It can get, we can get a little amped up and a little nervous and there's a lot more pressure playing at home. But when we go there, I feel like we play with a little bit more confidence and um, we've, we've done a good job when we've played at their place. And so I'm, I'm hoping that our energy and our excitement for it ends up in our favor. Well, and, um, you know, Northwest on Saturday, I know all your focus is on Thursday night against Western, but good team for a while. Looked like they might contend. They had a few blips in the road, but uh, they, they battled you here. They battled really everybody tough. They're, they're another good team. I mean, that both these games are going to be challenging in their own way. They really are. Yeah. After they played us, they kind of went into a little slump and they're back playing really good again. They beat central Missouri last week and um, they're, they're playing really good basketball again, very spread out as far as scoring and they do a good job of, they have that one guard that plays pretty pretty good, and then after that, it's pretty balanced. Mm -hmm. And so you kind of really, again, have to know everybody's tendencies, know who you're supposed to be guarding, know how to guard that person and how we want to guard them, and um, it, it comes down to that again.
That should be a lot of fun tomorrow night, Missouri Western, Saturday afternoon, Northwest Missouri State Coach. Appreciate it. Uh, we'll let you get back to practice. Uh, but thanks for taking some time out here to, to preview the games, and uh, we'll see you in St. Joe tomorrow night. Thanks, Jared. There you go. Talia Cars, head coach of the four-day state women. Again, 5.30 tomorrow night in St. Joseph against Missouri Western. Tiger Talk brought to you in part by Golden Belt Bank. Your life has a story. Golden Belt Bank wants to get to know that story. Golden Belt Bank of Hayes and Ellis. Visit them at goldenbeltbank.com. We'll talk some wrestling with Eric Wentz, when we return on the Tiger Sports Network, built by PwC. BTI now delivers John Deere parts, tools, and more directly to your farm or home. Visit bti-direct.com for their full catalog. All products ship with fast, affordable shipping options. Need something delivered in a hurry? Just email orders at btiequip.com or get connected to your local BTI parts counter. That's orders at btiequip.com or visit them online at bti-direct.com. The passions you pursue help shape who you are and make your story brighter. At Golden Belt Bank, we support you because when you live your passions every day, your finest work unfolds. Make today the beginning of another great chapter. This is banking one story at a time. Golden Belt Bank, one story at a time. Visit goldenbeltbank.com. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. A new year means a new month and new specials at the taco shop. The Sancho, beef enchilada, cheese enchilada, and beef and bean burrito are each $309. Is the taco shop 333 West 8th Street? Download the app and order or call in. The taco shop welcomes you to 2024. Come on down to the taco shop. You never had it. Too much football? <laughs> There's no such thing. Especially not when Nextech has you covered with the fastest internet and the best combination of streaming and live TV. Get gig speed internet and deluxe TV now for the perfect football watching experience. You'll never have to choose which game to watch. Nextech lets you catch them all, buffer free at an unbeatable price. Don't miss the action. Get started at next-tech.com today. Levy over to Ernie, another three from Megan Hammers home. Megan's hit her third three of the day. She has nine, 50 to 43. Megan Ernie has been big these last two Saturdays off the bench for four days state. She pushes their lead back to seven. Yeah, one of the threes from Megan on Saturday. One of the six Tigers beat Emporia State and uh, now gets set for the road trip at Western and Northwest Missouri State. Time now to talk some wrestling. Head coach Eric Wentz joining us. Tigers had a, a good a good week last week uh, at Newman and then a couple of matches uh, on the road in Warrensburg. Uh, congratulations. Uh, uh, obviously took care of business. Got to be really proud of the, the way your guys wrestled uh, to bring home uh, three Three uh, three dual victories. Yeah, because uh, we didn't really know how, how, how those duels were going to go, <laughs> yeah. you know. And, uh, you know, it's, it's great to have a guy like DeAndre Brown who can really set the tone for you in all those dual meets because he went out and he, he's got the attitude that we're looking for. He, you know, wrestles with a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. When he gets fired up, I don't know if there's anybody that could beat him right now. He's, uh, he's on a roll, and to have a guy start, start out to the, at 125 who uh, will go out and Put it on, guys, right out of the gate. That's big for us to get the set, kind of set the tone for the rest of the dual meet. 
Yeah, you did. Uh, you did well in the in that that first one to to find a way to to get the win. And and, and we talked about it. Uh, it's kind of become a bit of a rivalry with them, an in-state uh, uh, wrestling opponent. And 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 you've done pretty well against them. But uh, as we coached with Coach Cars, it has to go a long way when you come to recruiting and all those different things. When you can when you can beat those guys, especially on their home mat. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It, you know, it's always they they. They do a good job down there. Our dual meet when we go in their place, they always have a kids like a youth dual meet before our mm-hmm. dual meet, and you know, and then they have all these. There's like thirty or forty little kids that they give these these uh, clappers to <laughs> these inflatable things that have lights in them. And they turn the lights off, and they're all beating these things while while our dual meet's going on. And you know, it, let's just say it got kind of quiet <laughs> after a while. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was good, good dual meet for us. And, and you know, there, unfortunately there was a, about a 12-point swing there at 141. Mm-hmm. Drew Bell, you know, he was in complete control of his match at 141 and, uh, and just found that the guy lives and dies by – the guy he was wrestling lives and dies by being kind of funky. And the guy caught him in a, when Drew was on top, putting him on his back looking for a fall. And somehow the guy caught his head and his leg and stacked Drew up and got the defensive fall when Drew was on top in complete control of the duel. And, you know, so he, he was pretty bummed out after that, but it, he uh, he made up for it on Sunday. So And then after that match, I mean, you, you only lose the one, that 165. You win pretty much everything the rest of the way after that. And then those guys did a good job really all weekend of taking care of business yeah. on the, the lower half of the ticket. Yeah, you know, that you know Cody Hicks dropping that match to Jace Fisher. Jace is ranked seventh in the country, and he's, he's got a really good shot to make a run for a national title and you know so that, we knew that was going to be a tough one and Cody was coming off the flu he had the flu all most of the week leading up to that and so he was uh you could tell it was mm-hmm. the bear jumped on his back <laughs> about halfway through but uh yeah the rest of the weekend man we just you know we really turned it on and 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 went out with uh you know the intent to put bonus points on the board and that's was the biggest difference we talk about it every day to get you know the, the way you win determines how the duel meet's going to go and, and if you can you know, score score bonus points whether major or tech fall or get a fall. You know, you know that's gonna that's really gonna make or break a dual meet. Well, Wachita Baptist Central Missouri on Sunday in Warrensburg, and you talked about that. You went tw- 15 of the 20 matches that day. 14 bonus points win and 10 pins. That's yeah. a pretty good formula. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was, it was, I, I've been coaching a long time, and I don't know if I've ever had a team get on that kind of a roll in one day in dual meet format where, you know, it started with DeAndre. DeAndre goes out mm-hmm. against uh, Wachita, and, and I'll tell you what, Wachita stepping on the scale, we – we're, man, these, they were put together. They know where the weight room is, and you know. But our guys just went out, and they were like, "We have to get on these guys early because if we don't, you know, we might be in trouble just because looking at, at their physique." And uh, you know, they went out, and did, did their job. They went out, they dictated the pace, scored first, put guys on their back, and they didn't let them up. Yeah, and I mean, in Central Missouri, after that, a little bit more competitive. Uh, they and would be understandable they're yep. nationally ranked but uh, again got off to the the good start the 125 133 141 all win and then you have your your guys at the back end to kind of close the deal for you yeah yeah um you know kevin honus came up big there he, the guy he was wrestling was stepping in they had they had a nationally ranked guy at that weight uh he was out of the lineup but this guy came in and he's he put it on kevin early and, and you know we keep telling kevin he's a little undersized for the weight class he's a Normally was a 125 pounder last year, and you just got to keep wrestling because you got to use your conditioning to get you mm-hmm. know to keep matches going. The longer the match goes, the better off he's going to be. And we he he got out of the first period seven. To, he scored a reversal right at the end of the first period, and I I looked at Coach McKeon and I said he he's going to win this match. So he's down seven to two, but he's winning. And the guy chose down, and as soon as Kevin. The guy made one big effort to get off bottom, and Kevin Matt returned him back down. And as soon as that happened. 
Kevin slapped the cross face cradle on, rolled it through, pinned him. You know, the kid was done after that. He he exhausted himself in the first three minutes, and Kevin just kept wrestling the, the rest of that period. And when he got that reversal and came out on top, I, I knew we were going to be in good shape. And Drew Bell, man, Drew Bell coming out the next weight class, he's one of those guys he feeds off the guys in front of him. I mean, that's what he's used to. He's a hoxie kid, which is what they, <laughs> you know, they just dominate everybody at the 3-2-1-A level, and, and they feed off everybody else. And the guy he pinned in 30 seconds is yeah. Divi- Divi- Division One transfer. Wow. Tra- transferred in from Edinburgh, and Drew goes out, dictates the pace, scores the first takedown right to his back, and, and doesn't let the guy off the hook. So, you know, but they were tough in the middle. You know, uh, you know, we lost a close one at 49 with Marcel. That kid had just the night before beat the the, the Carney kid. So, you know, that's going to be another key matchup next week. And, you know, Hunter Harris wrestling a tough, you know, tough opponent. Cody Hicks, you know, wrestling the number 12 ranked guy in the country. And, uh, you know, keeping it to a major, but the guy lives and dies by, you know, again, being kind of weird. And Cody, you know, was in on his leg attack a couple times and just couldn't finish. And the guy would end up coming out on top. But, uh, you know, you know, for for the team, the back end of the lineup to come up big, you know, and Juan Urbina, you know, that ruined ruined his opponent's senior night. <laughs> uh, you know, with a fall in a minute 21, you know, it was uh, it was big for him to go out. And, I mean, he dip- dictated the first, first 30 seconds and then immediately threw the guy to his back with a nice – Nice headlock and, and didn't let the guy off the hook, and that's the name of the game. And, you know, feel bad for that guy a little bit because it was a senior night. But, uh, you know, Juan. But not. But, yeah, a little bit. But, uh, you know, Juan just went out and, and dictated. And, uh, you know, but then Terrius did his thing against a real solid opponent um, who's in and out of the rankings. He's The, the guy's a legit All-American candidate for Central Missouri. And uh, Terrius went out, took him down 11 seconds in. And uh, and just put a, put a hard ride on him and turned him and got the major. But then you got Tony Caldwell capping it off, man. What a what a big day for that guy. Uh, you know, pinning the number nine nine ranked wrestler in the country. It really dictated the pace. You know, and they were all fired up and they had a big crowd and they they've got about 50 guys on their roster and they were all there in the, in the stands <laughs> and it was it was great. It was an awesome day for us. Anybody else stand out? You know, talking about the this being a somewhat young team, it looks like those young guys just continue to get better and better and better as the season goes. Yeah, that's what we got to keep stressing is, you know, yeah, you're a, little, a lot of our lineup is inexperienced, but, you know, if, if they believe in their skill set and they believe in their conditioning and they believe in their teammates, you know, that's, that's the big thing for us is when we're in the right mindset, you know, we can go out, we can dominate anybody, I believe. Well, you get a, a little bit of a break here, and you're not back in action until the ninth. And you look at it; you're down to two duels, and then it's regional time. It's amazing how that how that happens as we start the the, the new year. And obviously, two challenging matches. It'll be uh, three straight against nationally ranked opponents. Yep. You'll have Carney, and then you'll have Central Oklahoma. And obviously, we'll talk more about that as it gets closer. But just maybe a a, a week out preview. They're, they're obviously cream of the crop, not only in the conference but the region and, and the country country yeah. uh some of the best programs uh, but with that is great opportunity yeah and that's the way we got to look at it you know we're coming off and i told the guys yesterday at practice you know we're on kind of a high our trajectory is going up right now and some of these other programs you know you know their trajectory is going the opposite direction it's been a long season there's a, a lot of teams they they're getting to the point where guys don't want to cut weight anymore they are worried more <laughs> and they're worried more about making weight than getting better at wrestling and then our philosophy is you know, we're, you know, we're not going to cut a bunch of weight. We're going to focus on getting better every day. And, and I think that's what's starting to pay off is our guys, you know, they're, they're shocked right now that, that, you know, 
their weight is where it's at. You know, they were only, you know, two two workouts away from making weight. And some of these other schools, you, you hear horror stories that all they're doing is cutting weight. And they're not focused on getting better at wrestling. And so now we're on this trajectory upward where some of these teams are coming down. You see guys getting hurt all the time because they're all cutting about a lot of weight. And that's not our philosophy. So, you know, we're we're these teams are tr- trying to bring us off of our, our, our high right now <laughs> in these next couple of duels. And we, we got to go in with the attitude that, you know, we're going to keep moving up while these other teams are kind of on their downward trend. How are you guys health-wise uh, at this point of the season? I know you've, 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 you've had some nicks and bruises throughout the course of the year. How are you doing right now? Yeah, the guys that are in the lineup are good. You know, we're, you know, we're focusing a lot on recovery right mm-hmm. now. And, and, again, the weight, not doing a whole lot of weight cutting helps with the, with the recovery and the, and the injury prevention. So, uh, you know, right now we're looking pretty good. We, I'm hoping the, the sickness that we had going through last week has made its way through because, you know, if we wrestle like that after a couple guys coming off the flu bug, you know, Imagine what we look like when we're all healthy. So, yeah, it's going to kind of bring that. Do you change as as the season goes along how you train because of just the grind of the season? Just so you're as close to 100 percent as, oh, yeah. as humanly possible this oh, time yeah. of the year. Yeah, you know, early on our practices are two hours, a full two hours of constant movement and, and teaching, a lot of teaching. Now we're at the point where you know we're we're picking one or two things a day that we that we need to work on, spend you know 15 20 minutes on in the room. But then it's just we're going to be crisp, and the practices as we get into our duels next week, and then going into the regional, our practices are going to last maybe an hour, hour and fifteen at most. It's going to be high paced. You know, we're not going to do a whole lot of live wrestling because they've got a, they've done enough live wrestling. Now it's a matter of you know making sure our our, our fundamentals are perfect and our conditioning stays where it's at, and and that we're a hundred percent or as close to a hundred percent healthy as you can be going into that national qualifier on March third. So you know, short practices, clean practices, very little live wrestling to make sure that, that our bodies are feeling good. Sounds like a great plan. Well, great job last week. That was a fun week for your guys, and hopefully, you said a good week of recovery, and yep. then we'll delve deeper into number seven. Carney and number one, Central Oklahoma. We talk to you next week. Sounds great. All right, I appreciate it. Eric Wentz, head wrestling coach at Fort Hayes State. And again, those two duels will be at the Coliseum on Friday the 9th. Uh, and then obviously the week, at, uh, the 17th will be that final one with number one, Central Oklahoma. Tiger Talk brought to you today by the Taco Shop. Whether you order by phone, use their handy app, dine in, carry out, or delivery. You've never had it so good. The Taco Shop, they've been a Hayes tradition since 1970. More straight ahead on the Tiger Sports Network, built by PwC. Broomgard Howard CPAs in Hayes and Garden City has developed a deep trust with our clients over the years, and we are very appreciative of their continued patronage. Sometimes clients just need someone they can trust, someone they are always comfortable contacting for good advice on tax, accounting, and business issues. If you haven't found your trusted advisor yet, it's time to meet Broomgard Hauer. Broomgard Hauer CPAs. We can help. We do that. If you haven't heard, land is in high demand. Hi, this is Adam Hand, your local Whitetail Properties land specialist in central and western Kansas. If you have ever considered selling your farm, ranch, or hunting land, now is the time to give us a call. We would love to talk with you about why landowners trust us to uniquely market and sell their land quickly for the best price possible. If you're interested in buying or selling land, give me a call at 785-259-2469 or visit whitetailproperties.com. 
The most dependable and respected plumbing and mechanical systems provider in our area for 75 years, the Glassman Corporation. They have a long history of large projects and resolving building problems. They're the experts for commercial and residential heating, AC, plumbing, and geothermal systems, and they specialize in applied chillers and boilers of all types. Glassman has techs on the road all over the region every day. Call Glassman Corporation, 1-800-662-4318. That's 1-800-662-4318 and at glassmancorp.com. Word, sales, and service you can depend on. Call on BTI. It's Chopper Days at BTI. John Deere. Shop now and chop later. Save 10% on forage, harvester parts through January 31st. Your machine runs the best when equipped with the best, so stick with genuine John Deere parts. During BTI Chopper Days, receive 10% off OEM parts for pull type or self-propelled forage harvesters on select models. Stop by today to learn more. BTI, our family in partnership with your family. Spins in the lane, out to Jaheim, four to shoot. Holden attacks the rim, pivots, shoots from 15. He knocked it in at the horn. Jaheim Holden didn't panic as his second bucket. 44-41, Fort A State on a nine to one run after that 12-0 Emporia State run. Yeah, some of the action from Saturday. The Tigers finish up a good week, knocking off rival Emporia State. Prior to that, they had a nice home win over the Washburn Ichabods on Thursday. Welcome back to Tiger Tuck. We're talking men's basketball now with Coach Mark Johnson. First, need to remind you that FHSU Athletics invites you to join Tiger fans with a plan. If you're going to be drinking, always designate a sober driver. Tigers beat Washburn on Thursday and then got a nice hard-fought win by five over Emporia State on Saturday. Two hard-fought games. He talked with Coach Carr's four straight ga- uh, games of rivalry contests. And, and uh, of course, the, the game on Thursday with Washburn, battle of second-place teams, um, and, and you know, kind of dug yourself a hole. They came out on fire. But as we've seen this team do so many times, they kind of dug in a little bit, got that defense cranking up, and, uh, and you hit some shots, and that was nice to see. And you got a big win over a really good basketball team. Yeah, and, and on top of it, it's the only time we're playing them. Yeah. You know, we don't play them twice this year, so you only get one chance at them, and, and uh, you feel like hopefully at the end of the year you're going to be one of those that are battling for an opportunity to keep going, when, whether it be conference championship or NCAA tournament. So when you get a chance to play them, you definitely need to come out on top. Uh, first half, I, you know, we did a good job of, of uh, taking away the three. Uh, we just couldn't stop the or kid inside. And he, like we said before the game, he's the best uh, – underneath the basket player we have. I thought the second half we held him to two points, and I believe he hit that in about the first minute or, or two of the second half, and we shut him out. So credit to um, our guys, Sean, um, Connor, B. I think all took turns a little bit guarding him. Um, and then, like you said, we were finally able to make some shots, which we haven't been able to do uh, most of the season. We ended up making ten threes. Caleb made six. And that's uh, that's obviously a big, big deal when you can do that. And that that's really what got a separation. Um you know, we how you build leads is you got to, you know, get a stop, get a score. You can't just keep scoring and never get a stop, and it works the other way too. You can't just keep getting stops and uh, not score. Now, when you keep getting stops, at least you feel like you're hanging around. <laughs> Eventually the tide will turn. But, yeah, it was really nice to see the ball go in. And I think some of our struggles this year, honestly, and it's hard to believe we're, we're going out on the road again. It, it just seems like we have not been at home very much. And you always, you know, you feel you're going to shoot the ball better at home than you do on the road. You're comfortable with the rims. This is the – the gym you shoot in every day. So, I mean, we have a lot of home games uh, coming up here. I think after this week we got five out of seven. So, hopefully our percentages continually go up as we're playing on our home floor. Well, I thought it was key, too, that you were down eight 
in that first half. You made that run before halftime to get uh, to within a point. I thought that was important to give you. Had the momentum going into the halftime. I had a chance to take the lead. Missed a shot there at the at the horn at point bank range. But to get right back in that game going into halftime, it seemed like a, a pretty big deal. Well, you're being kind. We missed two shots there. Well, right you, there. you we did. The, okay. I, I just kind of lost them in the one. And the miss put back. But, yeah, no, our guys. And, again, that's so important. Um, every time you're, you're falling behind, how you close out a half. You know, the first five minutes we've gotten off the positive starts, 10-2, things like that. Like I said, I mean, sometimes when you get on the road, it can be a little scary. But the first five minutes aren't nearly as important as the last five of the first half and the first five of the second half. That's where uh, you're behind. You can get yourself in the last five minutes back in the game and give you momentum going to the second half. Um, or you have a five, six-point lead, and you can close out the half and get that up to 15 and things like that and come out at halftime. So really, I always feel like the last five and the first five uh, of those halves really make a difference, and, and that was the key. Like you said, we got ourselves back in the game. And then a 20 to nothing run in the second half doesn't, doesn't hurt the situation. Yeah, we got a lot of stops, and then, um, you know, we – I think we what we said we hit 10 threes. I feel like a lot of them came in the second half. Yeah. And, uh, you know, our guys are really doing a good job. You look at the next game with B had seven steals. And, I mean, our guys are giving ourselves, you know, we, we're doing a great job turn, not turning the ball over. I think we're either uh, first or second in the league with fewest turnovers per game. And then, though, we're almost, I think, leading steals. I mean, we're getting like six, six more possessions uh, per game, which sometimes the way – we play, we got to have those six possessions, and, and our guys are doing a good job with that. Yeah, I think you hit four threes in that 20 to nothing run that kind of got you over the hump, and you go on to win it 71 58. And then um, Saturday with, with Emporia, and we talked about it, and they've had injuries. They've had, you know, their depth has been depleted. They've got a couple guys who haven't really, one hadn't played at all, one they're counting on hasn't played a lot. So that's kind of changed the trajectory of their team. And when you look at teams that are projected to do well and then maybe don't, that's a lot of it. But, man, their starting five is good. They showed it, and um, you had to really battle for this one, as you knew you would, and it seems like that's always the case against these guys. Yeah, they're top six. You know, they're starting five, and the big 6'10 kid off the bench is a, is a good player. And he's active. He changes things. He rebounds. And, uh, you know, a little bit like what we're going to face tomorrow, we embarrassed them last year at their place. Our guys just took the fight to them, and, and they couldn't respond. So you knew we were going to get their best shot, kind of like what happened to us at Pitt. Pitt, same year or same thing last year. Um, we embarrassed them with our toughness and effort, and they didn't respond very well. And I know that was a big point for them when we played them, and, and they gave us fits. Um, same thing with Emporia and Alex said Western when they played here early in the year. And, and again, uh, we're going to have to come and, and match that again tomorrow. But, yeah, our guys, uh, you know, the, like I said, the seven steals by B and this getting the steals late in the game was really big. Um, we hit some big shots. You know, you got to get stops. you got to make good – sometimes the ball just has to go your way. We had a, in, a bank shot <laughs> at the end of the shot clock. And uh, I don't know if Elijah would be making the road trip physically right now if that shot he took when we were up two with his foot on the line didn't go in. So, I mean, again, yeah, that was, uh, you know, that you got to have those things happen. And he's the thing about Elijah right now, he's really playing with confidence. He's really attacking. He's being physical. And he's really starting to come into his own. And I think he's really playing well and making us better. And now you got him and Caleb. And I think Jaheim, the same way Jaheim is playing really, really well. Uh, you get R.J., uh, I don't know if RJ will play more than 20 minutes throughout the rest of the year, but again, we're getting feel like those guys. We have a lot more depth than a, a lot of people, and we don't have to rely on uh, necessarily one or two. Obviously, Caleb doesn't really come out the game. We rely on him a lot, but the other guys, like I said, Jaheim, they all do something different. You know, Jaheim can really pressure the ball, and make it hard on the, the other team. 
the point guard. He can get to the rim. Uh, you know, obviously Caleb does a lot of stuff. Elijah's a physical guy on both ends of the floor and, and all that. So I like the way those guys are playing right now. Yeah, Jaheim's just kind of just pesky. I mean, I'm sure opposing, opposing guard, I mean, he's just always there. And even though maybe his offensive numbers weren't as big on, on Saturday, he was just, he never let their guards have any easy possessions. And it seems that that's what he does every time. Yeah, out. he really, you know, uh, has come such a long way in his first month with us last year. You know, he just – uh, he has such quickness in his whole life. He can get around his guy every time, you know. So he's on, constantly on go, and that really uh, – he was struggling last year, the first part of the season. Then he kind of figured it out, and he broke his foot and couldn't play the rest of the way. Uh, I really think he's done a really good – and that's what you like to see, guys like him that come in and buy into what we're doing and change their game to fit. And, again, he's just like the rest of the guys. Jaheim is more concerned about winning than he is anything else, and it's it's good to see. And Elijah, first career double-double, 10 rebounds, and, and that's an aspect, obviously, that that's huge, and especially when you're out on the road trying to win against tough teams. If he can continue to, you know, maybe not 10 every game, but rebound the way he's doing, that's going to be big. Yeah, you know, I think him and Caleb had 17 rebounds combined the other night. They're both, I think, averaging over five, which was career best for both of them. They're really doing a great job rebounding. I think probably – Part of it is not having Jared Vitchdom there. They're getting because Jared would get very upset if they would try to take a rebound from him. Uh, he he wanted, was there on Saturday. Yeah, he Thursday, wanted, though, he guess, wanted his <laughs> rebound. So I think maybe at times they're a little hesitant that he would get mad if they went in there and got it. So, but they're doing a great job uh, being a defensive, uh, getting to the defensive glass and limiting people to one shot. Well, that was very respectful of the elders to them to do that for Jared, the old guy. Uh, Four Day State gets both wins, and now big week uh, starting tomorrow in St. Joe or against um, Missouri Western, and then obviously the big showdown against Northwest Missouri State on on the Saturday. We'll talk more about that uh, when we come back. Need to remind you, Tiger Talk brought to you by BTI. Your John Deere dealer locations in Buckland, Great Bend, Greensburg, Hoxie, Nest City, and Pratt. BTI, our family in partnership with your family. Back with more Tiger Talk with Mark Johnson right here on the Tiger Sports Network, built by PwC. We know healthcare isn't just about the occasional checkup. It's knowing that care is just around the corner, ready for life's little surprises. I'm Tammy Zimmerman, your friendly First Care Pharmacist. Introducing First Care Pharmacy, now open right at the heart of Hayes at 13th and Main. You can get your medications delivered for free or pick them up during your next clinic visit. Whether it's a toothache or a heart flutter, we've got your back. Swing by First Care Pharmacy or visit firstcareclinic.com backslash pharmacy. Health just got easier. Winter heating bills constrain family budgets. The Low Income Energy Assistance Program, or LEAP, helps eligible households pay part of their home energy costs with a one-time-per-year benefit. Midwest Energy and Kansas DCF are hosting LEAP sign-up events Tuesday, January 30th in Hayes from 10 to 2 at the Hayes Public Library and in Colby on Wednesday, January 31st from 10 to 2 at the Colby Event Center. Lunch will be served and you can sign up on-site for LEAP. Midwest Energy, a customer-owned cooperative making energy work for you. Hey, Tiger fans, you've probably seen Fort Hay State University license plates on vehicles around town. These official State of Kansas Tiger tags not only show your Tiger pride, but they also support student scholarships. Getting your own Tiger tag is quick, easy, and every tag generates money for student scholarships. Visit fhsualumni.com drive or contact the alumni office to learn more. Again, that's fhsualumni.com drive. Go Tigers! These are challenging times in healthcare, but you bring out the best in us. Hi, I'm Eddie Herman, President and CEO of HazeMed. As a leader in quality outcomes and patient satisfaction, we're working together with our community hospital partners to strengthen health in Western Kansas. 
because we know you deserve great care everywhere. We are all healthcare, and at HazeMed, we are proud to specialize in you. Learn more at HazeMed.com. Long between his legs, spins to his right, stops, can't shoot, out high to Evans. Evans stumbles, pivots, shoots, no, he passes it and threw it away. Picked up by Janssen, B races into the front court and is fouled. Yeah, that kind of wrapped it up. B had his two free throws, his seventh steal of the day, and the Tigers knock off Emporia State. Now on the road for big ones uh, tomorrow night and then again Saturday afternoon at Missouri Western and at Northwest Missouri State. Welcome back to uh, Tiger Talk, our final segment with head coach Mark Johnson. We'll get to those in a little bit. We did have a, a question uh, for Coach Cars, and we'll pass that on for you as well. About in-game adjustments, how do you guys go about that when you prepare for Western? They come out in something totally different than you, you expected. How do you go about, you know, adjusting some of that stuff on the fly? Yeah, I think that's really scary when you play teams early in the year that you're not – that do something different. You know, usually by this time of year you faced about everything to some degree uh, and your players are familiar with it. Um, you know, in basketball, you, you sometimes, you know, you can't really make a lot of adjustments till you get to the timeout. And sometimes you don't want to waste the timeout if you don't have to because we don't have – there's not a ton of them. Uh, but like I so said, by this time of the year, I think our guys know we, we pretty much feel comfortable with what you, you're going to do. And just like most teams, I think most programs, most coaches, you, you, that doesn't happen very often. You're kind of comfortable with what you do and you do what you do. Now, we very rarely um, outside, of, like I so said, maybe a zone uh, – that they're struggling to play against you and man. But other than that, there's not a whole lot of stuff. And, and we, we guard personnel, you know, we're, I don't know how some of these programs, I think guard actions, like they work on guarding certain actions each game they play, you know, we just work on guarding personnel and we guard actions every day in practice. So like I said, it doesn't matter what team we're playing, whatever action they run, our guys know how to guard it. Now we're just more concerned about, how do we guard that person that's doing that instead of uh, worrying about what they do? All right, Missouri Western, and you kind of touched on it uh, earlier this year. You played them maybe your best game start to finish of the entire season. Certainly that first half was was impressive, uh, but they're a talented team. They were ranked number 22 in the country until they lose two games on the road last week, so you know the, the quality of a, an opponent that is. And, and a lot of people anticipating Saturday afternoon. It doesn't mean nearly as much if you don't find a way to get it done on Thursday night. Yeah, for sure. Each game counts as one. You don't get two wins for beating someone else or two losses. I mean, every game matters as, you, as you're playing. And, uh, yeah, I think it was one of our best performances we've had in recent memory. I mean, we were really, really good. Everybody was so locked in. We played extremely hard, played well. Sean Riley arguably might have had his best game uh, of his career that day. And that, so we played really well. We jumped on them, and, and they didn't play very well. And like I said, they're going to come out, and uh, they're a physical team, and, and we got to get to three-point shooters without letting, you know, like I said, Thames and uh, uh, Fields really do a lot of damage at the rim. They're big guys starting to play better and make some threes that he did not at our place. So we might have to worry a little bit how we're guarding him. All right, should be a lot of fun, and it all starts tomorrow night at Missouri Western. Coach? Really appreciate it, and we'll see you in St. Joe tomorrow. All right, thanks, Ryan. There you go, head coach Mark Johnson of the Fort A. State Tigers again. 5.30 for the women, 7.30 for the men on Friday, on th tomorrow night, and then Saturday, 1.30, 3.30. And, of course, you can sync up our radio broadcast with the MIAA TV network feed. Listen on the TuneIn app, and then um, uh, if – Whichever device is ahead, the video or the audio, you pause it to the opening tip, and then you can sync it up and listen to the radio call with the MIAA TV network. Tiger Talk today brought to you by the Hayes Med Orthopedic Institute, the Golden Bell Bank of Hayes and Ellis, BTI, and the Taco Shop. We'll see you again next week. That'll wrap it up here on the Tiger Sports Network, built by PwC.